Feel This with Frank and Jess. Welcome to Feel This, a series of experiential conversations between me, Jessica Olber-Singleton, and Frank D'Amato, where we explore trauma, healing, and awakening through the lens of relationship. Let's do this. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Thunderdome (laughs) of Feel This with your 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 hosts jess and frank (laughs) so lots of feelings abound in the now and i want to welcome you i want to welcome first you jess i'm welcoming me frank and all of our energies that are present all of the aliveness and even including all the stories around the energy that's present for us. It's all welcome. It's all good. And I want to send that welcome out to you, the listener, that you are welcome here into this space with us exactly as you are. So whatever you're feeling in this moment in your life as you you hit play on this recording, whatever you're processing, whatever, whatever moment you find yourself in right now. We are sending a big welcome to that. We're inviting you into a welcoming of that space inside yourself, an energy of self-welcoming, self-acceptance, self-curiosity. This is a, a space we're going to enter into together. And for the time we're here, we're going to say that everything that comes up in our consciousness, in our consciousness, is good, is valuable, is important to be felt, spoken for, experienced, related to. Maybe allowing yourself to take a breath or two with that invitation. And seeing what that feels like, the experience of receiving and maybe even offering that to your to yourself. So that'll be our little opening meditation right there. Hope that was whatever arose for you, whatever that feeling was with that invitation. Hope that felt good to you or interesting, maybe a little moving in some way. Maybe it opened the door for something in you that maybe has been feeling a little shut out. So I'll pass pass the ball over to you, Jess, see what's alive in you. Yeah, and I'm showing up today with a lot of feelings. 
I'm guessing you intuited that, or maybe you're bringing in a lot of feelings, but yeah, I'm feeling a lot of sadness. I've spent quite a bit of my day avoiding that and bringing up old ways of processing, like not processing, avoiding processing maybe. Yeah. So anyway, I, I don't know what that's going to look like. I, I have parts that want to say, I feel a bit of a mess. I know that is welcome. And I also know that I have parts that want to manage that mess and give me lots of ideas of what is an appropriate people are observing me relaxing when I'm being observed by others, but I have other parts that have a lifetime of rules around how to be when I feel I am being observed. And so in this space, I will attempt to soften some of that and be with it rather than act from it. And we'll see what happens. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, at the end there, when you said, you know, attempt to soften with it. Yeah. That feels good. And, and also even kind of soften, softening the attempt, you know, like I just want to, just give your system and mine, but in this moment in particular, your system, a really soft place to land here. Where you don't have to contort or try in any way. And I understand that it's easily said rather than done. And that's part of the allowing is, you know, might be allowing for some self-contortion as you're, but I want to make the intention for all of our systems is to, allow it to unfold into a more quote-unquote natural and less contorted way of being and and some of that just might be allowing with some mercy for uh, yeah, the contortion as it shows up that's okay too so it's really wanting to soften any of your parts need for efforting like i i want to just allow them to to drop in as they are and i'm more than more than willing and kind of joyful to hold the space open for them so that they don't have to effort here. That feels good. I feel a lot of appreciation and like just a lot of tears coming up that are like, and sadness, mm -hmm. <laughs> relax and sadness. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I feel really welcoming to your sadness and soft in my heart area. Yeah, I feel I've been reconnecting of late to some of the teachings of Adyashanti, who I really love as a spiritual teacher. And one of them is around the spiritual heart. And actually, I listened to one of his meditations around the spiritual heart right before I did a ketamine journey yesterday and it was really or do at the beginning of it and it's very moving and essentially it's focusing on the spiritual heart that is not the emotional heart but it's a spiritual heart that doesn't open and close it's this kind of space in the quiet of of that 
chest area and that the the kind of key energy of the spiritual heart i'm taking this all from ajashanti is seeing yourself in the other in in all of the other all of the life it's saying i am that that whatever i see or feel and hear is is me and it's a very deep sense of natural sense of intimacy and so as i was listening to you just speak for your sadness i felt that i felt that opening that and it wasn't even open that that spiritual heart that is always open i felt that within myself and hearing your sadness and feeling that i am that like oh i i know that sadness i don't know the particulars of it for you but i know the quality of the experience of sadness inside my emotional heart and feel so open and yeah soft open curious towards that in our we space here together yeah i knew coming closer to the time to here as I was moving toward this in my day, there was a certain point where it was like knowing that I was going to be in this space with you and your absolute annoying refusal to get in the phone booth and be not really, I don't mean that. I mean that in a, uh, a silly, I'm, I'm poking a little bit at this idea that I have parts that, that, that they spend a lot of time getting mad rather than being sad, getting critical rather than feeling hurt. And I knew that was happening and it's so familiar. Sometimes it's hard to interrupt the pattern because I don't really know what the other way is like because I don't do it as often. I haven't done that as much, right? And so knowing I was coming into this space and I was like, I really, I don't, I don't want to effort enough for, I was like, Frank will not join me in this. He will be so welcoming and loving and open. And that will be really hard for my mad critical parts to like stay mad and critical. So I was like, okay, Jess, like that little, as they say, a little come to Jesus meeting with myself. I laid down on the floor here in my art studio and I just like, let the feelings come and I stayed with them and I just, you know, I had a good cry and now it's all soft and squishy and I'm like, damn it, man, I'm going to cry some more. So anyway, all that is to say that it's everything you're saying is good and it's touching me and it's like a new space. It's like, ah, what if I start crying and I can't stop, you know, mm. it's like, okay, that's a thought. That's an idea. That's a possibility. Let's, you know, be with that. And yeah. Yeah. I had a natural kind of, I'm feeling really soft and, and yeah, very natural. Like, Oh, as you said that, what if, what if we start crying? We can't stop. And I was like, Oh, what if, I just was very natural. Like there was nothing in my body that resisted that or was, you know, it was like, oh yeah. Okay. And what if, and then I, then I got really 
it was like my system was like would that be a problem for us and it was like very clearly no like there's no problem with that maybe this wouldn't be an episode we would record you know publish but that would be fine or maybe we would i, I don't know but it, it just felt there was a quick like that feels fine to me and then there was a, like a wondering like i wonder how it if we just asked that question and let some space for it for you what your parts would say like what if that were the case what's what's there imaginings, concerns. Yeah, the only, yeah, so I have parts that have like logical sort of things that come forward that are, you know, and, I, and I'm, I'm hearing them and I'm like, is, you know, what, what's kind of, where's the content coming from? What's kind of behind that curtain of content? What, what's the, I'm curious about the content to hear. Like what? I, I don't know that it's that, you know, I don't know that I have good reasons. Like one is then this would feel more like a therapy session than a podcast session. Right. And you're shaking your head. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, you know, whatever that feels strange and not necessarily, you know, I don't know. I don't even go further than that, but whatever, there's that. And then the other is some part of me is like, it's one thing to just talk about your feelings and not really have content. Like we've, we've worked on becoming more comfortable with that within the podcast. It's another thing just to cry, <laughs> you know, like, but your point about we could record it and not necessarily publish it, or, or we could shorten the crying from 20 minutes to 20 seconds. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't think I'm going to cry for 20 minutes. Yeah. So those were some quote unquote reasons. Yeah. They, they feel important to me. They feel important to, even, to keep, and maybe even it's potential to keep following them. Like you said, that first strain of fear, like, oh, then this will feel more like a therapy session. And, that, and, and I nodded because I was like, well, that makes total sense. But there was, I was also aware there was a voice in me that was like, and so what's the fear then? I'm to like keep moving towards it. Like what's really the, like, oh, I get, I sensed a co-understanding of that seems a little murky, but let's get really, but it could be really valuable to get really clear on following that thread of the fear right? and say, well, and if that, and if that, what what's the fear there? And yeah, there's a voice in me that's coming in at the meta level that's like, oh, this is teaching moment. I <laughs> just so you know, I have these little, I, I think you do too, I think sometimes, but these little moments as we're engaging and being authentic where there's little parts are like, oh, this is really this moment talking about fears and, and asking these questions. There's a whole teaching piece around this of value. There's a real value in this. And so I have a sense that that's something we can open up together, but mm -hmm. before I go down that road, you're naming that. Yeah, what's alive for you right now? How's this moment feeling to you? Yeah, what feels just most forward for me right now is just moment by moment softening into what I'm experiencing and not trying to control it or change it 
And it's just keeping me right at the edge of tears. Hmm. And that's the main thing I'm aware of. The idea of the teaching moment, you know, whatever was coming up for you around that idea, I... I don't know what that's going to be exactly, you know, where that's going to take us, but I, I, I don't feel it's like, it's like something in me isn't feeling a particular sense of motion that I might normally be feeling where I'm like, what's here or let's go this way. I'm just sort of staying with the, this like tightness in my throat and these tears kind of in my eyes and trying to sort of monitor that my belly is soft because you know, these are sort of places in my body that signal like toughen up, tighten up, close it off, neaten up, you know, don't, don't show the stuff. So I'm just sort of staying open to whatever feelings are here. And that's, that's, I'm not looking much beyond that. Right. That feels really good. You're one of the only people I know who would say that to that. (laughs) (laughs) I had a part when you said that feels really good. I was like, he really means that. And then I heard this part go weirdo, (laughs) (laughs) which I mean with great, great affection, (laughs) but also, I mean, yes, I do mean that with, with affection, it's transformative and what is also here but not driving the bus, but definitely related to the sadness is just so many, um, uh, let's see, controlling sort of messages that help me be in the world, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to be in a space where I know that's your authentic response. And it's like very true for you to you, you know, that, uh, I don't know, I guess maybe just in this moment, feeling grateful that I'm giving myself an opportunity to be different in this space while knowing that I have such a long list, you know, from certain manager parts that will help me be with all the muggles out in the world, which I'm a muggle sometimes too. You know, if somebody comes at me with a bunch of emotion, I don't know that I would be like, oh, that feels so good. (laughs) I don't know that I would be like that. No. Yeah. And I don't know that I am like that all the time, depending on what the situation or the emotion or my relationship to the person. Mm -hmm. That all is a lot of moving targets, shifting sands in some ways. But what I do know is what's here right now. And I do know and feel that I have a great value for your experience here in the moment and my own, of course, and yours, the listeners. But right now, as this moment's unfolding, I have yeah, a tremendous sense of value and nurturing feeling towards your it's not towards you in the classic sense of you just as a whole person although that's certainly true but it's it's really more about your experience this moment to moment 
experience you're having. There were parts I wanted to put words on it that were like difficult or tight ropey. I'm not, I'm not quite sure, but there is certainly an intensity to what you're feeling right now. Does that feel? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So there's a lot of care, awe, respect, wanting to attune to and tend to your experience while holding my own, while not forgetting me, Frank, that's here. Curious how you're responding to that in a moment. I had parts that were sort of going just, it was almost like some of the emotionality in me lifted for some reason. I don't, you know, I don't know what happened, but it, there was a, maybe a bit of numbing. It wasn't more like, oh, I feel so much better. It was more like, oh, there's, it's not here as much as it was a moment ago. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, my mind went back to your mention of your ketamine and the adyashanti and almost like some part of me was like, let's go there. Let's, you know, point over at that other thing. Cause there was parts that were actually curious and were like, that would be interesting to hear about. When you said staying present to what I'm feeling and, and that you are also staying present to what you're feeling. As I heard that, what I knew was that in this moment, I'm not sure if I could stay connected to myself and what I'm feeling if we, you know, if, if I encouraged us to like, you know, Hey, tell us about this, almost like a look over here, kind of card, you know, like magic trick, like, don't, don't notice me. Let's look over here that it would almost give part of me permission to just like go away from this. So that's what I was noticing that the, because the emotions are strong, it makes it a little easier to say, you know, it's like something in me is like, oh, this and this and this inside of me. Yeah. Yeah. So mm, because of yeah the emotion that's here that's so strong, you're sensing like, yeah, it could easily for, for your system to be like, let's get away from this. Let's focus on this idea. And, and that feels good. And as, maybe as a way to create some safety distance from these emotions that feel a little intense. And my, my response was wanting to, like out of curiosity, it's very, mine is, my energy is very open, playful, curious, maybe even a little experimental, like, oh, okay, let's try this. <laughs> and also with a lot of awareness of how of, of safety and checking things out. So what came up for me was the picture of what would it be like, and this might be happening in this moment, to, to do this in like real small packets, meaning rather than me going on the whole thing about Adyashanti and this and that and the whole check-in that's five minutes long, but just saying in a flash, like what I'm feeling right now, what what I'm maybe a couple bullet points as to what I know I'm holding, but to keep it maybe under a minute, 30 seconds, so that you don't 
that you don't have to put all what you're putting you're experiencing away it's not a not an intention to compartmentalize it's the practice of can we hold both can you hold all that you're feeling and then just allow you know just a little glance out the window to this other being who's here with you what they're holding and then to kind of check in with your own system and the parts that were there well, how is that how is that filtering into you as you are just say and if it if it does go into a switch where it's just you know then fine that's, that's more information you know we just get curious about it but right intention is like can we yeah not leave this behind in you and open yeah when you said you were pl feeling playful and curious and a little experimental i felt happy to hear that it felt like a really it felt safe like okay, I'm in a, a place of sadness and you are aware and sort of know the resonance in you for that. And yet you are not necessarily needing to join me in that for one. Mm -hmm. And also playful, curious, and experimental are some of my favorite words just generally, right? And I thought, I'm doing something different. Why don't we do something different? Like there was something in it that felt exciting. And before you sort of went on to say what that might look like, what I was feeling in myself as I was hearing you, but staying, you know, I was finding myself reconnecting to these feelings. And I thought, as long as we go slowly, then I think I can do that, which is what I feel like you named is like, it makes me think of like sewing. And if you make like little stitches, Versus like if you went, you know, a two inches over and went down again, you kind of can leave out big, big areas of, you know, it's kind of like stitching it a little more closely and taking, it takes a little more time. It takes a little bit more thread, but it's a little bit more intentional and more opportunities to not get lost and kind of sail away into the content yeah yeah so i'm open to that well let's see if maybe i'll check in in little pieces and see how the pieces resonate with you so and this practice for you and for me and for you the listener that we talk about a lot is one way i like to think of it is keeping one ear one ear inside ourselves, one ear listening to our internal body, emotional response, listening to thoughts that arise, feelings, energy, and the other ear listening to the other and receiving. And that practice of, of staying with the other, but also staying at home with ourselves. So with that said, I... I feel a great sense of lightness, of, of joy, curiosity, a sense of my own self-value, which does not feel aggrandized. It, it, it feels right-sized. My sense of a kind of relational value that I have a positive impact on the people I connect to in my life. So there feels like a lot of joy 
it feels pretty clear in this moment. So I'll stop there. That's just a big chunk, but that's one chunk, but it's just a kind of general. It's not, it is particular in this moment, but it also feels coming out of the context of the last few days, maybe particularly the last day coming off the ketamine journey. But it just feels like an energy that's been present in my life, maybe a little stronger from the weekend because I had some nice relational experiences over the weekend. So I'll stop there and just see how that feels for you and what's coming up. Hearing hearing what you were sharing, it felt really good. I felt a little celebration in particular hearing like you feeling a right sized sense of your value in the relationships, you know, in the people that you interact with. I felt just a happiness, a gladness in, in the words you were using to describe how you've been feeling. And I felt some curiosity in how that relates to the ketamine experience. So we've talked about talking about the ketamine experiences that you've had and haven't actually gotten into it in any significant way in the podcast. And so if you were choosing to kind of go into that, some, some basic, like, I don't even know what kind of preamble, but just so people would feel oriented to what you're referring to. But I had curiosity of how the things you've been feeling and the interactions you've had, how you see them relating to those experiences. Yeah. So the, I'm holding that question about the ketamine. I'm holding that invitation around the content around ketamine and the connection to what I've been experiencing of late. And I like that a lot. I want to hold it. I also, in the efforts of slowness and curiosity, also I'm curious how you, you're speaking a little bit to you know, some of the energy that's coming up, but I'm curious the parts that were alive in you, the, the teariness, the, just pretty much everything you spoke for as you came in, how it just want to stay connected to them too. How are they, those parts of you, those energies in you, how are they living right now in this moment? As you ask, they were, they were sort of like lightened and gone, but as you are asking me that, I feel it come back. It's like, feeling the sense I get of the sadness bubbling back up as you ask me that. And I allow myself to feel that you are asking from a place of care. I am lacking in words right now. I feel a lot of grief mm. at the idea that one, you're asking from care and I am hearing and receiving the care and for context, in my family of origin, questions, whether they are intended this way or not, I couldn't say for sure, but have always felt sort of about critical, like love in the form of if you made this better, 
then I have, I have helped, right? Like, it's like, if someone asks me a question in my family, and this is generally how I have heard questions, you're asking me a question so that I can do something different so that I can do something better so that I can become more acceptable, right? It's sort of the, 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 the ingredients that might revolve around like perfectionism and, I don't want you, you know, like a mother, this is not my mother, but I have friends whose mothers might say, you're not going to go out of the house without makeup on, aren't you? Are you right? That's the, that's in quotes, love. Right. And so when it became clear to me that that's how I was hearing people's questions, like I've, I think I've shared this here in the first few years of my marriage, my, my husband would come home and he would say, how was your day? And It wasn't until I said to him, you know, well, you come home every day and you say, what have you done today? And he goes, I have never asked you that in my life. And I realized he was right. And it was just like heartbreaking that that's what I was hearing, you know? So Mm. just like a lot of sadness in both softening the place in me that takes attention from another and assumes it is do it better, do it different. But right now I'm with that part. And so I'm actually receiving the care and I just feel a lot of sadness. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I feel soft joy. There's a good feeling towards your sadness. And I'll, there's some words I want to put on for the listener, which is like, there is this place where we're in feels very natural to me, common, where when there's a place where we receive something that we don't haven't received normally or haven't allowed ourselves to receive something, a natural kind you know, care, a natural relational acceptance that maybe hasn't been experienced. It's really, really natural to experience sadness and grief in that moment, because it's only natural to say, wow, this is something I have not gotten, or I haven't gotten enough of, of all the places in me that weren't received in a soft, open way. So it's natural for that first response to being in contact with it, or any, you know, to, to a response to be in contact with it is grief. That's to be welcomed too. It's natural. That's my response. I wanted to make it a little explicit for the listener, for me and you too. Yeah. I wanted to pause there. I probably have more, but I wanted to pause and see how that's landing on you. Yeah. I appreciate you naming it. Hearing you say it back is like, oh yeah. How could it be any other way? Right now it's raining here and we haven't like been in a drought, but it's been a minute. And as a gardener, I'm aware that, and even just saying this, I can, I can feel a lot of sadness come up that when it hasn't rained in a long time, you don't want to downpour because a lot of the rain will run off. And Today, we've had this wonderful, like very light, steady, and it wasn't until we had quite a lot of light, steady rain that would soften the ground that we had a bit of a downpour. 
And there's just something about that that feels resonant with what you named that in these moments when we're receiving something we haven't gotten enough of or much of that just a little bit feels like a lot at first and it can be hard to you know i i don't feel like it's hard right now to take it in but i know that yeah at times it can be mm. it's a very powerful thing to just in a given moment, like receive something you've had to kind of go without for so long. Mm. Yeah. Again, I'm feeling such a quiet joy and excitement in this space with you. doesn't feel like big in terms of like, I don't feel like having high energy. My speech is pretty slow and spacious. That's how it feels in my nervous system. But there feels like a real brightness and curiosity. My system feels very much the way you describe spring, which is like life popping up all over. And I'm keeping my little notebook here as we're talking, and I, I have like four things here that just seem like little flowers coming out of the ground that I'm like, ooh, look at this one, look at this one. So I, I was going to name these four things here and see how they're landing on you that I'm holding. So the first one went back to the, the, the thing about the fear and following the fear, the value in, of continuing to explore fear a little deeper. The ketamine experience and your interest and curiosity around that. Another and really important piece, uh, which was in the experience you were just having, which really felt what you were demarking is the difference between someone's bringing attention to you so that you could change something, right? So that you can be better or how can I help you be better in this moment and getting that kind of attention versus what you noticed was that was not in the presence here today, that the presence was, no, I, we care about this. I care about it as it is not so it can get better, but just to be just as acceptance as it is. And that really stood out to me to, to really speak to. It's a very subtle line, but we're so often, even in therapy, in this mindset of fixing ourselves. And, and we got to fix ourselves that we're a mechanical problem to be fixed to some degree. And, and the, under, the understandableness of that, but the power and the importance of the subtle shift we just spoke to of actually, we're going to just welcome you as you are. With, with no agenda to fix, manage, alter anything, to just see, feel, love, the experience just as it is, assuming it's natural rightness as it is. And that's a very, very different place. Knowing you can, we can know that by doing that, it will help evolution change healing but we can't put that cart before the proverbial horse i mean you can but it's going to go it's just going to slow everything down and if we can get this real simple basic thing that really what we're here what we're doing is just being with we're not trying to fix me frank or you jess or you the listener we're just wanting to be with it and but but as we do that knowing that's going to help bring things into a, a kind of 
inner harmony, a natural inner harmony on its own and without an effort. The only effort is to stay with it and not judge it, not turn away from it. And when something in us wants to turn away from what's here, then turning towards that with curiosity. What is it in me that wants to turn away from just the sadness in this moment if I had something that wanted to turn away from it? And then turn towards that. So I was putting that on the table and I ended up going into it. <laughs> and then the fourth piece, and I'll let you respond and I'll shut up, was around receiving. <laughs> Something that came up in the, one of our previous episodes that my parts got excited about talking about, the kind of art of receiving. And you were just speaking to that as well. So that also felt like a another pathway in the garden that we could stroll down. So I'll pause here and see how this is, yeah, just resonating on all of you. As you were speaking to just that, I don't want to repeat what you said, but this idea of, of staying with what is, staying with the, my mind kind of kept, and I was not invested in it. I was sort of seeing it happen. And it's like, these sort of opposites, one part of me or of you or of, of our nature that wants to feel eff effective and that we have agency and can make things happen and the extreme that that can go to that we should be able to change anything we're uncomfortable with or that someone else is uncomfortable with. And then my mind was sort of flipping the coin and looking at like the parts of us that might be like hopeless and believe that nothing can ever change and that we just have to accept and, and that sort of closes a lot off, you know, it's also a way of sort of not feeling and just being with the feeling. This is, you know, the, I, I trust my intuition very, very much to find sort of my, my teachers or, you know, whether these are friends or teachers or, you know, practitioners of some sort of therapy that I'm, I have a great intuition for picking people who have something to teach me. And so many people in different ways that I, see the value in it, you know, or saying a version you and, and some other folks, you know, just feel your feelings. <laughs> so much is solved by being with the, the body and whatever's moving through it and being with the discomfort and learning to kind of ride the wave. So as you were speaking, it just was interesting to know the truth of what you were saying and to kind of you know, if, if feel the, the power, the resonance, the, this, you know, there was some sadness just in, in, in that it was like, okay, there's space for whatever I'm feeling. And that's, what's here is some sadness. And yet to kind of watch my mind and be with those parts as well that are like, we really want to get a mental handle on this. We want to feel like mentally that I can kind of have some control or say so and 
and even feeling sadness, not like pity, but just like the sadness of <laughs> the mind just can't do the thing that it really wants to do. I don't know if that, I'm not quite sure about that piece, but there was definitely something there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow that the mind, some aspect of your consciousness, consciousness, but in this moment, yours, that wants to be able to control to some degree what your your experience to get to some kind of bound, like some kind of sense of not feeling completely at the whim of your experience to have some sort of am i saying am i saying it accurate you want to change yeah, i don't know it's i guess i mean we, i'm not even sure exactly if if this if this is what you're saying but to to say it again it's like emotions were threatening for all kinds of reasons because they made the people who were in charge of me uncomfortable right and that felt threatening there's all kinds of reasons our feelings feel messy and uncomfortable and uncomfortable and scary and when the mind gets scared it wants to control what it can control to to not what it sees is like like this is threatening to my life mm. and i know that may sound extreme but when we're very young emotions if that's what it takes to keep our caregivers close then that's what we'll do yeah. when we're very young we will learn very quickly what makes our caregivers take care of us and what causes them to move away and if controlling my emotions is the thing i needed to do to you know so there's just this heightened sense of everything you know I, I would do anything to to make them be close and if my mind is trying to control my emotions as a way of keeping myself alive and it'll do anything to just yeah so so it feels like a fear and staying alive is what i'm talking about I don't know now, actually, if, if that makes sense or helps what you were saying at all. Yes, it makes total sense. It feels very universal. That's how it landed on me. It was like, yeah, of course. Yeah, this is what we are all wrestling with to some degree. This cultural idea that emotions are essentially a problem. They are They are in the way of us being productive or being socially appropriate or all kinds of things and where they stem from the there's a i i feel a deep misunderstanding mis, mistrust of emotion and it is a core place where us as humans are disconnected from ourselves our our emotions are a deep connection to our body and what who we are actually are and what we're feeling in any particular moment it's very very core to our body sense and very important in our relationship to ourselves and to others and so it feels very universal to me it feels really important that as you're saying it i'm really glad you're saying it 
I am, I'm wanting to really highlight that what the work that we're about here and I see as a therapist, as a healer is undoing this relationship towards controlling, fearing, suppressing emotion and really opening the channels towards that. And what happens, just asking these questions in our life, like what happens as we soften towards our own inner emotional experience in our life? What happens if we turn towards ourselves with a little bit of open-heartedness towards what we're feeling? This is one of the questions that we're holding. Thank you for listening to part one of this episode. We will be back next Sunday with part two. Bye, y'all.